Namaste and welcome to this full moon talk and meditation with me, Ellie Latrobe. So this month's full moon is the full moon of the Pisces season. So Pisces season is when the sun um, is in the um, degrees of the tropical zodiac that represent Pisces. Um, and the moon, to make the full moon, is completely opposite that solar point. So every single full moon that we have on an annual cycle establishes this um, polarity between two opposite signs of the zodiac. And the, uh, the sign that the sun is in is the place that our, um, our solar expression, our personality wants to be working in. And the moon is the emotions that is the, the kind of waves of emotion that we're going to be feeling, the, um, the parts that are maybe um, stirring up the waves in some way. But obviously, because these signs of the zodiac are opposite, they're intrinsically connected. They have a, a, a common thread. Um, and so with Pisces and Virgo, this thread is all about improvement. Um, Pisces governs the spiritual realm, the um, place of the abstract, the place of oneness, the place of complete chaos. But in that chaos, there can be a, a, a spiritual unfolding and a spiritual connection. And in Virgo, we have a more physical improvement, uh, an interest in how we can um, make our, our bodies, our projects, what we're manifesting in the world more um, efficient, simpler, purer, um, more ready to serve and to help others. There's this real um, drive in the uh, this setup of how we improve ourselves. And of course, we can't just improve our, our, our physicality or just improve our spiritual connection. There's intrinsically to need each other. The, uh, this is the essence of duality. Our vibration, our spirit is trying to work through this body, this physical form. So to bring the two together, to work with the two, not rejecting the body or rejecting the spirit. We are bringing both together to work in a soul conscious way. So we don't just escape life on the Pisces side or obsess over the detail and the um, precise ways in which we can physically improve something and make something more more better. Not that that's a good phrase and you Virgos out there are not going to like that. So let's talk about Pisces, which I've been talking a lot about, whether it's in my um, podcast, the last two podcasts, we focused a lot about Pisces. Um, and then we'll go on to um, the Virgo moon. So with the sun in Pisces, um, we have this um, water sign that's mutable. So water is obviously that which gives life, it's sustaining, it brings um, vitality and um, it is life-giving in the world. And this mutability, in Pisces is how we can 
change how we um, nourish, we can change how we can um, bring about um, sustenance on the world, in the world. And the symbol of the two fishes swimming in opposite directions, one fish up to the spiritual realm, one fish down to the material realm. It's like this continuous cycle of um, soul being uh, born out of spirit, soul leaving the physical body and going back into, into the spirit. And it represents not only our own existence and our own life in, this, in these bodies, but also the ideas and the projects and the organizations we create and the cycles of anything that has come from an idea through into being born into the world through through its lifetime until when it's kind of finished so within this this mutable cycle there is always flux there is always change it's the sign of death and rebirth you know it's yes the end of the zodiac zodiacal cycle um, in the kind of modern context although it's a cycle you know it's never ending. And on the soul level, Pisces is ruled by Pluto. So there is this ability to regenerate and, um, you know, go through some like hard times and the endings are hard. And as we're moving into a new age, into a new way of doing things, a new world, um, you know, we do need some of that Plutonian strength in willpower to, um, to keep going and to transform, um, transform out of the old into the new. Um, the modern, the modern rulers, the traditional ruler is Jupiter, and then the modern ruler is Jupiter and Neptune. So Jupiter brings us this expansion and um, a seekingness of truth. And truth for um, Pisces is truth of love, the truth of connection. It's a watery truth in contrast to Jupiter and Sagittarius, which is a, a knowingness, an intu intuitive knowingness of truth. Pisces, it's a feelingness, it's a love wisdom, it's a connectiveness. And, um, and so in this seek of truth and this expansion into what is um, what is true for me, some things have to end, some things have to be wrapped up and round and, uh, and let go of this surrender, letting the water flow, letting go so that parts of us can be liberated just as the end of our life, our soul is liberated from our form. And then the modern rulership of Pisces, which is Neptune, is giving us this real um, uh, connection to the spirit, connection to the abstract, the untangible, the boundaryless, the, the, the place that where imagination dance, dances and daydreams um, can, be, can be found. So, I mean, Pisces is, you know, very much the dreamer, you know, but to have these dreams, there also has to be a letting go of old realities as well. Um, again, that water sign, water relating to our emotions and this continuous changing and to be able to bring in the new and dream in the new, the old has to be let go of, the end and then the beginning. So it's the place of magic, it's the place of enchantment, it's the place where we can 
and escape our tangible, mercurial, embodied realities, and we can daydream into some fantasy realm of what possibly could be. But only when we go into that world can we truly imagine what a new life or a new world or a new project or a new career or a new relationship could look like, yeah? So opposite that we have um, Virgo, which again is a mutable sign. It's an earth element. So earth and water are both feminine or, or on the negative polarity or the yin, they're more receptive. And earth holds its form. So of all the earth elements, Virgo is the most mobile because it's mutable. And that mutability means that Virgo can take things apart because it's ruled by Mercury. It's gonna take all the little pieces apart. Mercury rules the mind, Mercury moves fast, Mercury is quick, Mercury is interested in the details. And that's exactly what Virgo does. Virgo wants us to analyze. It wants us to look at what we've got. Let's take it all apart. Let's clean it all up. Let's take out the bits that we don't need. So whether that is in our physical body, you know, look at it scan your body see how it feels where is there like where is that build up where is the uncomfortability where is there needing almost a purging a, like a release a cleanse whether it is you know literally an, an abdominal cleanse a stomach cleanse Virgo rules you know this digestive element to eliminate kind of take in the bits that we need take in the best uh, and make um, make something even better out of the best bits that we have. And you know what? We're going to just let the other bits go away. Editing. So improving a body of work that we've done, taking out the extra words, taking out the extra pieces of um, uh, um, random sentence structures that aren't needed to be there so it could be clearer. And in the simplicity of the words, it's more effective at conveying the message that wants to be conveyed. It's more effective at helping people, which is what Virgo is all interested in. How to serve, how to make things better, how to um, make it more efficient in a kind of very practical and pragmatic way. Um, yeah. And that Virgo is on the soul level ruled by the moon. So here we have the moon in Virgo. So it, the, the big question emotionally here is, are you going to be, um, are you going to be just taking things apart and improving them just because that's what you do or because you strive for perfection or because uh, it's a it's a habitual nature, you know, an OCD tendency or a habit that you have to always have to like make things the best they can be. So with the moon in Virgo, we have to really watch for our inner perfectionists. You know, the sun is in Pisces. It might be a bit messy. It may seem a bit chaotic, but we've got to allow those dreams. It's not going to be tangible and perfect. It's not going to be like const the constructs of all the timelines and um, everything's not in detailed form yet. It's a vision, it's a big idea. It's what the new could be. 
So we have to mind our emotions in Virgo to tend towards perfection, to tend towards needing all the details right now. Instead, with that moon in Virgo, which on a soul level wants to nurture, wants to support, wants to emotionally help others, um, just like a mother figure um, wants to help the children to um, get better, <laughs> whether it's they're sick or whether um, just as they grow up, how they can, how a child can grow up, and that kind of continuous support there to you know um not in a soft and fluffy way not in just like giving soups or in making cozy beds like the cancer archetype this is more um this, the the structured way of how we can improve things but because of that compassion and that care and that desire to serve and that desire to help others it you know virgo is the part of the, the um, zodiacal cycle where we start to move into relationship. You know, it's, you know, Leo, we first come out of our inner home and we've started to interact with other people. And in Virgo, it's like, how can we improve those relationships? How can I, how, how can we, um, we help them to be better? How can we make another individual or help ourselves to, to, to be better? So when we put these two things together, ultimately this full moon is all about just finding a way to allow those big dreams to align with how you can, you can serve and make the world a better place, how you can make yourself feel better so that you can help the world be a better place. Watch out for OCD tendencies, watch out for um, perfectionism. You don't have to have all the details. You don't have to have it nailed down. You don't have to have the full timeline. Although you may want it, you may feel that you want to know exactly what's going to happen. We have to let that part of that surrender, that Piscean surrender. And we're still in that letting go phase, letting go of the old. And then next month when the sun moves into the tropical sign of Aries, we kind of go into that past that spring equinox in the northern hemisphere. This is the place where we can be inspired. This is the place we can start to know what that is. But until we've let go, until we've surrendered, until we've dreamt the dreams and allowed our imagination to be open like a canvas, we're not going to be able um, to experience um, the highest and fullest um, dreams that we can dream. We're going to take a little um, quick look at, um, at what's going on in the sky right now for the full moon. Uh, so those of you listening to the audio, I'm going to describe it. So see if you can imagine we have the sun in Pisces and very close to it. Sun is at 27 degrees and 40 minutes in Pisces, so very end of Pisces. This is the place where we have to really, um, you know, really work out what is um, what is our what is what is our our, our worth, um, what is the 
the stuff that we want to leave behind, um, how we can truly connect to uh, our, our essence of our divinity. And, and Neptune is, you know, only four degrees away, really. And so this is, yeah, we call this a conjunction. So this Neptunian influence on the sun is enhancing our ability to dream. It's enhancing our ability to imagine and to fantasize about new possibilities. I, I also think it's a good one for letting go as well, really letting those boundaries soften so the stuff that you're holding within you can just release into the world we have jupiter and mercury both in pisces as well so our ability to think rationally to plan it all out to know what the future is is going to be inhibited right now because mercury is not in its element in pisces at all that said it is a good opportunity with Mercury and Pisces to listen in to our intuition, to hear and connect to the more spiritual realms, whether we can connect with our, our guides, our solar angel, our soul, whoever you connect to that doesn't have, you know, a phone number <laughs> that we can't like direct dial and know that they're in physical form right now that's a good time it's a good time to be doing that so lower your expectations on your mental sphere lower your expectations on what you expect uh, your mind to be able to do right now um so we have this pile up in pisces it, it may feel uh, a bit chaotic. It may feel like you're wading through a big ocean and unable to find dry land right now, but we're not far off airy season. So we will, uh, we will pioneer out of this ocean onto dry land um, soon enough. We'll find that new island that we can exist on. We still have um, Mars and Venus and Saturn in Aquarius. So um, there were, has been, you know, just after Valentine's Day, we had that Mars and Venus conjunction. Um, and they've both passed Pluto now. So there was this potentially explosive quality that we've kind of moved through now. And instead we have this drive of Mars and this um, connective, unifying um, urge of Venus in Aquarius, the sign of um, future systems, uh, future innovation, um, democracy. Uh, and Saturn's here too, the ruler, a uh, traditional ruler of Aquarius. So it's giving structure to what is possible in the future. This is still a really good time for really um, working out what our future can be putting those boundaries in. Obviously, Mercury's not in its greatest place to kind of be rational and to be thinking about things in an organized fashion, but Saturn is still on your side. So even if you can set some timeframes of what you do, but you don't have to get exact about it or particular or have to hone down a, a complete action plan um, to maybe steer you towards what that future is for you. And in terms of the world, I'm hoping that um, this uh, focus on Aquarius is going to help bring a, a, a greater a rising up of 
um, the masses to bring about greater democracy. And so that that Venusian quality of um, union and love um, and value um, can be um, can be equal for, for all the parts of the many. Aquarius very much represents the group um, and the, uh, as opposed to the individual. So the, 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 the benefit of the many and not and not the few. Um, the only final um, arrangement I'm going to talk about is um, the moon in Virgo is near exact trying to Pluto. So that which is being transformed in the big structures, the big systems, there is this, um, there is this help, this, the moon in Virgo is, going, is, is helping um, our ability to transform, to reestablish power balances. Um, in in our world and in our in our lives and our individual lives. If you think in your life where there's a power imbalance, where there's a a, a big firm long structure or, or system that just needs to be uprooted, but it's so uh, ingrained and it's been there for so long that it's really hard to challenge. That the Virgo side of things, you know, getting pragmatic about it instead of emotional about it. Um, looking at how um, it can be improved, how the situation can be improved, maybe in small steps, as opposed to getting overwhelmed by the whole big feeling of it. Um, that's kind of it for this full uh, moon chart. Um, if you would like to join me for a meditation, uh, then make sure you're not doing anything dangerous, like driving. And I will return to full screen. So find yourself in a comfortable seated position. Take a few deep breaths. Get comfortable in your body. Ground down through your feet or through your sits bones. And let's feel into the base of our sits bones and ground down through that uh, tailbone down into the earth. Rising up into the sky, grow your crown upwards. And with your exhale, I want you to let go. What of the old world do you need to let go of? What is not serving you that you need to let go of? With each exhale, let go. Allow your body to become soft, your edges to become soft as you let go. Letting the connection to your spirit be a little finer and more connective.
experiencing yourself in this moment right now. Asking yourself, what is it that you need to let go of? Whether it's old structures and systems, old patterns, old habits. Squeeze out a little more on the next exhale. One more breath. And then bringing one hand to your heart, one hand to your belly. Feeling the beat of your biological heart. Feeling the connection to your soul. To the wisdom of your heart. Bringing your gaze inwards and upwards, opening up your crown looking upwards above your head and opening up to this blank canvas of life itself. Feeling the light of the whole illuminating. And draw it down through your crown to your heart. Feeling that connection to the whole. Anything is possible. Allow yourself to be open to dream. Allow yourself to be open to imagine. Drawing that imagination to your third eye as you bring your eyes inwards and upwards. What could your new world look like? How could you improve what you already have? How can you nurture both your spirit and your physic, physical body and everything in between? Bringing your eye gaze inwards and upwards Holding your mind steady in that light. Assure yourself you're perfect just as you are. You don't have to keep striving to perfect. Let go with exhale. Allow the boundaries to soften so you can receive, so you can dream, so you can imagine. So you can softly allow in a better world without sacrificing yourself, without pushing yourself until you break. Perfection is already here. With the next three exhales, let go. Let go of the chatter, let go of the stuff. 
Releasing your hands on the last exhale. Eye gaze still inwards and upwards to your third eye. Take an inhale and exhale for three arms. Inhale for three arms or just listen. enjoy this daydream that is possible right now and with each day towards the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere I hope you're able to let go of the past so you're fully able to make a new beginning a new um, a new cycle as we um, welcome in the new zodiacal year very shortly until next time namaste